0: Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Goins from the Reimagined Schools podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, do you need help in becoming more effective at teaching virtual classes? Well, NVTA, the National Virtual Teaching Association, has a semester program that is college accredited and designed to help you become more successful as a virtual teacher. A few of the topics that we'll be focused on are establishing relationships in the virtual environment, virtual instruction best practices, differentiation in the virtual classroom, and managing virtual resources, among others. NVTA is an affiliate partner with Teaching Learning Leading K-12, and there's so much there to help you be successful in the virtual classroom. Uh, so take a look. Go to my website, stevamiletto.com sponsors, find the NVTA logo, and click on it to take you to their website. Happy learning. Hey, Steve here, and my podcast, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, is hosted on Podbean. If you use my affiliate link when you sign up for podcast hosting, you will get one month free. I've been on Podbean for the whole existence of my podcast since November of 2013. In that time frame, I've had nonstop service. I've had easy access to assistance when I needed help. I've been able to upload unlimited pictures and podcast episodes. The dashboard is easy to use. and My Podbean community has grown tremendously. Looking at starting a podcast? well. Use my affiliate link to get one month free of hosting. Go to my website at stephenmuleto.com sponsors and click on the Podbean hosting link to see what plans are offered and choose the one that you like the best. You'll be glad you did. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Karen Gross. She's an educator and author writing books for both children and adults. Today we're talking about her latest Lady Lucy adventure in her children's series, Lady Lucy's Morgan Horse Quest. Love this story. I think you will too. So cool. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. And uh, by the way, it'd be so cool if you'd go to my website, stephenmuleto.com slash reviews and uh, the review. Could you do that for me? That'd be so cool. You're awesome. Enjoy the show. Boone Titanium Rings, found on the web at boonrings.com, is an affiliate partner of Teaching Learning Leading K-12. And I'm also a customer. I have this really cool ring that's ca- got these carved pistons and, and stars in it. I love it. They make rings of titanium that are carved, laser cut, and engraved, as well as they have inlays of many types of materials, like meteorite, acrylic, wood, carbon fiber, and so many other types. They also have special collections that are incredible designs. One of the top sellers are the gamer rings, the stealth series, and the black zirconium. As a note, they also make earrings, pendants, cufflinks, and for you musicians, they make cool trumpet mouthpieces. Love it. Go to boonrings.com and at checkout, use my code. Capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, number 12, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. So go check them out. I love my ring, and I know that you will love yours. You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. Now here's Steve with this week's show. Karen Gross is an educator and author writing books for both children, early childhood through grade six, and adults. Her Lady Lucy series is well known and has been read to over 3,000 children across the globe. Her newest adult book, released in June 2020 from Columbia Teachers College Press, is titled Trauma Doesn't Stop at the School Door, Strategies and Solutions for Educators, Pre-K Through College. This book is a side to her earlier book, Breakaway Learners, Teachers College Press 2017. She also speaks, advises, and consults nationally and internationally on trauma, student success, improving educational leadership, and handling educational crises. To that end, she serves as senior counsel to Finn Partners. From 2006 to 2014, she was president of Southern Vermont College. From 2011 to 2013, she served part and full-time as senior policy advisor to the U.S. Department of Education in Washington, D.C., Prior to becoming a college president, she was a tenured law professor for 22 years where her academic areas of expertise included consumer finance, over-indebtedness, and community economic development. Today we're focused on Karen's latest addition to the Lady Lucy series, Lady Lucy's Morgan Horse Quest. Karen, welcome back and uh, say hi, hi to everyone.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me back and hello to your listeners. It's nice to be with you even in these really difficult times. In fact, it's even nicer to be here in these difficult times to share with all of you.
0: Well, it's great having you back. And, uh, uh, and it, it's, it, it's, what's really cool is that we've been talking for a while. And so it's, it's neat because over the years, I mean, I'm, I'm at an episode, uh, recently I, I posted episode 444 and, uh, and uh, we go back to, I think I, I said, 180. So, uh, which is really cool.
1: And actually, you recorded one of my children's books that you read, and hundreds and hundreds of children listened to you read that book. So um, that's amazing, too. I mean, your voice was wonderful. The story just carried. And I still listen to that periodically and smile. So thank you for that.
0: Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for that. That's that's so cool to know that the, uh, others are listening to that, kids are listening to that, because so that, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate you asking me, because that, that was a lot of fun, and uh, um, I, I enjoyed that story as as well. As getting a little bit to know Wrinkles, so it fits perfectly with that story <laughs> and so forth. So thank you for involving me. Thanks for bringing that up. That was awesome. I, Karen, let's 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 get into this and let's let's talk about a, a little bit about the role that reading to children plays in kids' lives. I mean, could, could you just talk about that some? Absolutely. A, a, look,
1: reading has been important to children forever, but it's taken on, I think, added significance now with the disruptions in school, all that's going on in our world that's troubling from natural disasters, to racial tensions, to political unrest. And for me, one of the benefits of reading is that when you can't go anywhere or when there's trouble and you can't travel, you can read and go somewhere. You can go somewhere in your mind. And what an amazing gift to give kids the ability to actually read and go where their mind can wander and let them think about different things and let them travel without traveling. So for me, reading has taken on added significance. Now, there are things that trouble me. You know, not enough children have books at home and not enough children are read to, let alone read with, And often parents don't listen to reading by their children. So there's lots we can improve. But my hope is that the Lady Lucy series, which is trauma sensitive, enables more and more families to read together, read the book with their children, listen to it by their children, read it together, and also that it can be used in schools too.
0: That's awesome. I love, you know, there's, I have uh, memories of being read too, and I have memories of reading to my children. And uh, there's nothing better than that time because you, you can have fun, especially if you don't just read the story, you know, you kind of get into the story and, uh, you know, create your own voices or, <laughs> or emphasize, or point out what's going on in the story.
1: Well, you're making a really important point that reading the story is just the start You can use stories to talk about the topics in them. You can look at the illustrations. You can figure out, is there a history to these stories? Are they based on real people? You can look at the illustrations. You can play games. You can do all sorts of things. So for me, reading is actually like a layer cake. The bottom layer is the story. But then lots of other things are going on in there that educators and parents can share with their kids. So it makes reading dynamic and fun. And by the way, since I'm wearing a costume now, you can wear costumes when you read, you know, if you're reading a book about giraffes, you can wear giraffe ears or a giraffe suit. so.
0: Very nice, very nice. Now you can't just tell them that uh, you're wearing a costume without describing it, because it's, it's awesome. I mean, when you came online and, and you are. Uh, um, you want
1: to okay, do okay. So I I have a habit now of when I read to children on Zoom. I did this in person, but it's perhaps even more important since I'm reading a lot on Zoom to have costumes that go with the story. And sometimes I change them multiple times during the reading of a story. So today I'm the Lady Lucy's Morgan Horse Quest. One of the characters, the central character, is a unicorn named Tapestry. And she's very beautiful, and she has multicolored hair on her body and mane. So I'm dressed up as Tapestry. I have my horn um, and my colored hair, and she has lots of pink and blue, and I'm (laughs) wearing those same colors. So today I'm honoring Tapestry.
0: Very nice, very nice. I appreciate you explaining that. Cause it's cool. So, and, and what a great thing to do when reading with kids, because that uh, helps get into the moment as well. So uh, for them, yeah, as... there are
1: college professors who do that. I mean, I, I get that I do it for kids and kids say, Oh, this is appropriate for, you know, younger people, but actually some very famous college professors including John Rossius, who was at Dartmouth and recently passed away, used to wear different costumes to teach different things. Um, and, you know, people remembered that. They laughed not at him, but with him. So I think it's a good thing to do.
0: That's awesome. I love that. I I just think it brings so much, it just brings so much to the reading or whatever's going on. I've, I've had professors who... Uh, Dressed the part if there was a part that went with it as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that's cool. I like, I like stuff like that. Nice. I mean, when you were a child, Karen, did you have a favorite series of books or a character that you liked or one that uh, kind of developed over time that you liked to read?
1: I did. I actually liked Nancy drew and I liked Nancy drew because she always was asked to solve a problem or a mystery. Right. And when she was done with one, You could pick up the next book and she had to solve another mystery or problem or crime. Um, And so I thought, wow, this is an amazing young woman who goes around solving problems. I liked her. I liked listening to and watching and feeling how she went about solving the problems she confronted.
0: I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Hardy, the Hardy Boys, and
1: uh, okay, isn't that sort of the male equivalent
0: yep. of Lady Lucy? It, it definitely, and you know, they had their I mean,
1: of, um, Nancy Drew. They had Nancy
0: Drew. Yeah, they had their friends, and uh, they solved the mysteries, and that's and that's what I liked about that. And it's funny because I've I've grown up to liking thrillers that have mysteries in them and things like that, and uh, it's kind of neat how that opens those doors. But like you said earlier, one of the things that I, as a kid I loved about reading is kind of escaping to these worlds and you kind of made the images in your head as opposed to like what TV, you know, that's already done for you. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Love that.
1: Oh, I have to say I've started with doing art, um, including art that um, helps kids. And for me, I'm doing it with a lot of ordinary objects so that, kids can actually mimic it. And I have a whole series now on pencil eraser tips. Um, And I'll send you a few so you can see them. Um, And my idea is these are ordinary objects that you find all over the place, but you can make art out of them and kids can look at the art I've done and create their own.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I look forward to seeing that. Is this like what you have? I'm trying to think of which social media page I saw. Um, like eraser tips. Um,
1: yes, that's it. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yes, I've used them a fair amount recently, and I've also started just to add to that um, using things that are broken. So in our world, lots is broken, right? And there's a Japanese form of pottery called kintsugi, where they take broken items and put them back together with gold and they say more beautiful for being broken. So I've used that in settings where there's been catastrophes and tragedies in schools and had people make kintsugi pottery, break things and then put them back together so that they actually get the act of doing it. But more recently I've um, used broken pieces in beautiful ways to create art. and i accompany some of them with the line there's peace p-e-a-c-e in pieces p-i-e-c-e-s so i'll send you one of those too and so that also means people can take their broken objects and create art of them out of them and find beauty even in things that are broken
0: that's so cool. I like that. I look forward to seeing that. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's, that is awesome. I, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, I, I like collecting shells, like go on the beach and, and look for shells. Uh-huh. And even though I love finding the whole ones and ones that are, you know, have everything right with them. I also like finding ones that are broken that the, the creature that created it created the spirals inside. Uh-huh. And it's kind of cool to see how, you know, it's I have people say to me, "Why do you save those broken ones?" That's kind of neat what you're talking about because I do that with shells, because you see the insides of them that wouldn't be, you know, otherwise you wouldn't see it at all, and it's it's kind of pretty. So that's cool. That's and sorry, that's what it made me think about.
1: So there's beauty in imperfection, and a, and in a world right now as imperfect as ours, we have to find hope and beauty in the mess that we're living
0: in. That's I love that. So much so. So much so. That's cool. I, yeah, um, let's, Karen, let's start talking about your book. So you've created a children's book series that centers around a main character, Lady Lucy. Tell us a little bit about why you created her.
1: Sure. Um, so Lady Lucy um, is a character based on a real person, Lady Lucy Duff Gordon. And the real Lady Lucy, the one in real life, did amazing things, but she was never recognized for all the things that she did. In fact, some people were downright rude to her and mean to her. And so one of the things that I always thought about, and she's involved, by the way, in a very famous legal case that law students read, when law students would read that, they never would know who the woman was in that lawsuit. So I started doing Lady Lucy Day in law schools. And I would talk about this real person behind the case. And it got so popular, law students would come back for years just to hear Lady Lucy Day. So I decided she needed to be the in a story. And so the Lady Lucy series... Is inspired by the real Lady Lucy.
0: That's cool. So, do you, do you ever have any of those uh, um, those students, as lawyers, come back to you and say, you know, that you've got a children's series called Lady Lucy to say they know the connection or remember the?
1: I actually haven't. You know, now you're you're making a really good suggestion that I should go back to some of those law students um, and give them the children's books. That would be a really good
0: idea. I think that'd be cool because then, because especially since you had the Lady Lucy Day, now you you've turned the whole character into into adventure series for kids. So it's cool because they would they would know the beginnings, which I think is neat.
1: <laughs> yes, it's a very good idea.
0: Thanks. <laughs> um, so let's, Lady Lucy's, you know, written for children. I mean, what what age group are you focused on? I mean, who who are you thinking about uh, reading Lady Lucy's adventures?
1: So it depends on whether we're talking about read to, read with, or read by. So the books can sort of cover everywhere from kindergarten all the way through fourth grade. And the older kids are reading the book, and the earlier ones are having the book read to them. But all the books have multiple layers. And so the original Lady Lucy book, which has been translated into Spanish, has actually been read as a text by high school students, where instead of reading what you normally read when you're beginning a language, which is stuff that's really not so um, good in terms of literature, um, they read this children's book and they learn language that way. So it's been read by young people and older people and everyone in between.
0: Very nice. I like that. That's that's cool that it can go across all those different groups. And I I think that's neat, especially like you said. It depends on whether you're reading to, with, or uh, or they're reading. So I I like that. uh, Today we're focused on Lady Lucy's latest journey with her friends, Lady Lucy's Morgan Horse Quest. Do you remember what the original inspiration was for the story?
1: So the original inspiration for... All of the Lady Lucy books are something that happened in real life. I mean, so they're uh, including the original Lady Lucy character. Um, the Morgan Horse Quest actually started because I was thinking about um, the fact that in Vermont, the Morgan Horse is the state animal. And to be fair, I didn't actually know that all states, well, not all, most states have an animal. And so when I found out that the Morgan horse was Vermont's state animal, I started looking into that whole little piece of Vermont history. And as you know, I adore Vermont and lived there for many, many years. Anyway, there was a kid named Justin Morgan, well, young man, um, who got a Morgan horse, got a horse to pay off some, he got them to pay off some debts. And the Morgan horse led to a children's book called Justin Morgan and his horse. And then there are Morgan horse farms now in Vermont, and there's a whole world filled with Morgan horses, which have become immensely popular. So I thought, Oh, wait a minute. There's a children's story here around Morgan horses. And originally, the story was going to be about the disappearance of a Morgan horse. And Lady Lucy had to go find the horse with her team. And then I thought, wait a minute, that's too sad a story because there's lots of loss right now in our world. And we really don't need to scare kids with worrying about somebody else being lost in a story. So the story got converted to Morgan being added to the team, and then helping actually free a whole group of Morgan horses that had been put into a trance.
0: And I gotta tell you, I love this story. This is this is cool. I love the whole premise. I love the whole storyline. I love the whole thing about freeing them, and it's it's really neat adventure that happens. And that's cool to know to know all that about. Uh, yeah you know, that i didn't realize although i should have <laughs> that each of your stories cuz i knew about the the lady lucy being based but all of them having some somewhere in the real world a connection to where you you designed your story so that's very cool i, I like that i got i had to say make that comment so very nice I, you know one of the things that uh um, through this the book series, Lady Lucy has gathered a nice group of friends. I mean, and uh, could you talk about that role that friendship plays in your stories? Because I think it's cool, uh, especially because this group has grown. And uh, instead of them disappearing, you've, you've kept them together, which I love.
1: Right. They have a team. She has a team. And she works with a team. And I'll share who's on the team. But the idea of a team working together collaboratively, each with different skill sets, is part of what i'm trying to message to kids the idea that you don't have to go it alone that you can create a team and you know sometimes your team isn't your family sometimes your team isn't the traditional people that you would think would be on a team sometimes you have to create a team which is what lady lucy did so her team is composed of a dragon who used to be a fire-breathing dragon and turned into a water-spouting dragon. And he's named Dylan, and he's a little outsized, like his size is. And then there's Tapestry, who's a unicorn, who is anxious a lot. She worries, and she shakes. And one of the stories actually uses her shaking to create a reflection that turns out to be the solution to a problem. And then there's Quincy, who is a dog, who's always digging for bones, but he's a really good worker bee and a really good follower. And so between Tapestry and Dylan and Quincy, they each have a personality that comes out in the stories. They each have different skill sets. And then you add Lady Lucy, who's like a calm leader, of her team. Um, And now with this book, you have a new addition to the team, namely Morgan, the Morgan horse.
0: I love it. It's it's cool because, you know, throughout your book, they get a chance to, you know, they're trying to figure out the, you know, like the title says, there's a quest. They have to go on this journey and they have to figure out how to approach this problem. And uh, as a group, so instead of someone telling, they kind of give their solutions and ideas. And so it involves the characters and who they are as well, which is nice, which is really cool.
1: So in each of the books, um, the characters go to the library first. So there's a message there about the value of libraries. And they go there to see if they can find anything about whatever it is that they're questing for or about. Then they always have multiple tries that don't succeed before they ultimately succeed. So it's usually they try twice and it doesn't quite work. And then the third time they figure it out. And so there's a pattern about it's okay to not know everything. You can go to a library and find out more. And it's a really healthy thing to do. And then even if you don't succeed at first, try again. So it's about the power of the possible. And then in this particular story, there is a subtle pandemic theme because the problem they're trying to solve is that the village where they live is unhappy and they've had a really cold winter and nobody can go out and the ground is frozen solid and nobody's experiencing happiness and joy. And so they need something to lift their spirits. And the oldest and wisest knight sends them on a quest to find a way to lift their spirits. And surely we need that now.
0: We definitely do. We definitely do. Yeah, it's, uh, this is so wonderful. I mean, because the interaction of the kids, the, the kids, the characters, the interaction, uh, the, the journey that they're going on and, uh, and, the way they interact with each other and the way that they go about uh, solving, because there's a mystery there they have to address and they have to uh, figure out. And then, you know, and then, and it's all coming together. It's just, it's just, I I, kudos to you with this story. I love it. And I love the fact that.
1: I appreciate you're not sharing what the actual quest is and how they solve it. So you're leaving it for your readers to read about it. But my hope also is that kids see these team members and their differences and recognize maybe themselves in one of them. Maybe they're more like tapestry, a little anxious and concerned and cautious, or maybe they're more like Dylan willing to try anything. And he certainly will eat anything. And then there's Quincy, the dog, the worker bee who buries his bones and follows the lead of the others. So kids can find themselves in these characters or maybe they're a Lady Lucy, maybe in themselves, they find a leadership quality that allows them to move
0: forward. I like that. Cause that's, that's something that, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you about is that, you know, there's, there's, there's so many things, going on here where you give them opportunities to, to work together and, uh, you know, to to talk to each other and to try and solve the mystery, you know, they have to work together in order to figure it out. And, 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 you know, and I, and I hear you saying that it it really, you know, this is obviously not accidental. This is, uh, you know, and I, and I guess what I really just want to say is, all right, I'm guessing that you're trying to encourage these same sort of thoughts and behaviors in kids. Is that what, you know, where you're going with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Actually, all of the Lady Lucy quests are about messaging to kids. So there's the story for sure, which should be entertaining and fun and you want to keep figuring it out. But there's also a message about working together and teamwork and friendship and collaboration and a respect for difference. So. Each of the characters at one point or another in the stories usually say something like, well, nobody will like me because I'm blue or nobody will like me because I have a sparkly mane and a horn or nobody will like me because I just dig holes or whatever quality they worry about. Or somebody will eat my food or someone won't like me You know, those are fears kids have every day. You know, someone won't like me. I won't be accepted. I'm different. And some of that has to do with ethnic and racial difference, but also just in terms of personality. Some kids worry, will kids like me? Will I be accepted? Especially if you go to a new school or are in a new location or something like that. So this is getting at trying to help kids realize they can accept difference. They can work together with others. They can be accepted for who they are. And in fact, your own qualities when coupled with other people's qualities can produce solutions to things. So that's an absolutely key message in all the lady Lucy books.
0: And I love it too. And I got to tell you, cause you know, it's, I, yeah, not only do you see this in kids, but, you know, you see the same sorts of things in adults. I mean, you think about teams that are in organizations and such where, you know, they come to work together and, uh, you know, having led uh, teams to uh, to come together to, to work to change an organization, it's it's one of those things where you know that they're, they all have their own personalities, they have their strengths, they have their weaknesses, and uh, you have to be careful that you don't over, you know, don't push them into a corner or make them feel like they don't, you know, belong in this group because adults do the same thing. I think you could use more lady Lucy's Morgan horse quest with a team in an organization to to have them identify the the differences and you know, how we, how we learn to work together, I guess is my point.
1: Oh, that's actually another very good idea. (laughs) Let, let me add to that. One of the best pieces of advice I got when I was a leader is don't hire people like you. Hire people who have a different skill set. Now, they should have the same values. They should care about the same things. But don't hire your clone. Hire someone who can augment what you do because they have a different skill set. And so, if you surround yourself with people who are just like you, you're not anywhere near as likely to come up with creative and bold solutions because you need lots of perspectives. To get to answering big, difficult problems, so this book messages that as well.
0: Very much so, which is so cool. I love that. So, thanks for going that route with me. I, I think it's—I could see you easily leading a discussion with a with a team, you know, in a team building sort of exercise about uh, well, you know, it's how we interesting
1: because I do teach a course in leadership <laughs> at the Rutgers Graduate School of Social Work, and you know, I talk about leading in a time of crisis. And it had never dawned on me till you raised it. Why don't I assign this book and ask them to think about what leadership lessons you can learn from this story.
0: That's good. That's really good. <laughs> Thanks. Sometimes I, I have these, these moments of brilliance. So I, I appreciate you liking Absolutely. that.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Very cool. That would be cool. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I got to make sure I comment about it because you always have incredible imagery and Morgan, Morgan horse quest images are just as amazing. Could you talk about your illustrator?
1: Sure. So the original Lady Lucy, the first few books were illustrated by students. It started as a, a project for high school students, um, and there were two high school students who did the illustrations for the original Lady Lucy as their senior project in high school. And then I hired them, actually, while they were in college to continue to illustrate. And at a certain point, their lives diverged, and I needed to find another illustrator. Well, it turns out that there's an illustrator who lives in England, who has strong ties to Vermont, who reached out because she liked one of the books. And she said, I'm an art teacher, Could I illustrate your books with some of my art students? And so she does most of the art, but her students help with it. And so while I don't have students doing the actual art by themselves any longer, I do have art that's in an educational context with an amazing art teacher who's also an amazing artist. And her illustrations. I mean, you could put them up on a wall as a piece of art because they're gorgeous and moving and thoughtful. Um, And what we've tried to do um, is retain some images from earlier stories in later stories so that kids see a familiarity. And so while Lady Lucy has gotten older over time, some of the same images reappear of the castle or the proclamations or the tents they live in when they're on their quest or the library so that there's consistency all along the stories, which for me is a really special part too.
0: That is really cool. That's nice. I mean, all I know is that it uh, it's just, you're, your books are, oh, this comes out right. I mean, they're beautiful. They're, it's, it, it, it fits all with the story, and you just have this nice imagery, and it's, and it's you know, you can see the, and I, I agree that, I mean, you could easily, if you had the originals, I mean, they'd make <laughs> nice framed prints for a wall, nice and relaxing prints, which is neat, so good stuff.
1: Well, one of the books, um, Lady Lucy's Dinosaur Quest, has a map at the end of it to show the quest and all the places they went. And I've actually thought, hmm, I could take that map and put it up on a wall. It would look really good. I mean, people put maps up on walls. Okay, it's not a traditional map, but it would be fun and nice and so.
0: That that would be awesome. That would be a, talk about a conversation starter. So, right. So see how many people ask you where the map goes to. <laughs>
1: right. And who is that unicorn there yes. and who
0: is that blue dragon? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I like that idea. That's that, that 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 could lend itself to be another aspect of uh, what goes with your books too, which I I think that's that would be cool though to have that up on the wall. You could use that as a backdrop for whatever you're doing. So I, I like that. Uh, yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, I I got to ask you. So Lady Lucy and her friends, where are they going next? Do you know? Got something going on?
1: (laughs) Well, I won't disclose where they're going, but what you do know is that they'll have a bigger team because they'll be Lady Lucy and Tapestry and Dylan and Quincy and now Morgan the horse. So they'll be going on some quest to solve some problem in the near future. There are two already in the pipeline Lady Lucy books. Um, So those will be coming out. One is Lady Lucy's Unicorn Quest, which is actually the story of how Tapestry came into being. So she got kind of pushed out of sequence. And then there's a book called Lady Lucy's Peace, P-E-A-C-E, Quest. Um, which actually gets at the issue of how you resolve disputes. And rather than go to war, they call in Lady Lucy to see if she can find a different way to solve this problem so there isn't a war between two villages, which has a contemporary feel to it, sadly, in terms of our international politics. Um, But there'll be a new Lady Lucy quest involving Morgan, so people can watch out
0: for it. That is awesome. I was hoping you were going to say that, you know, he, he's part of the team now. I, cause I like that. I think, it, I think it's cool that it keeps the, the groups growing. Cause that's, that's a neat thing for, uh, you know, just the thought uh, um, of having a friend group like that. If you're a kid that uh, you have people that would be continue to be part of your friend group. They don't have to go away cause you just had one adventure with them or uh, you know, right.
1: Like, There's a familiarity that comes with them. They're with you. And so, you know, And I hope that kids will see themselves in all or some of the team so that they feel like they care about what happens to them and care about the role they play because they each play a different role and have a different personality. And so I hope it's messaging to kids that there's room for all kids with all sets of skills to help us in this world.
0: I like that. like that a lot. Uh, Karen, uh, I got to I got to tell everybody about this cool thing that you have on your website. And you're, you're doing something that is really awesome. Uh, What I found is you have this thing called gift and author appearance or buy one for a student, parent or teacher. Could you share about this opportunity?
1: Sure. Um, So it struck me that lots of people think about, well, what can I do during the pandemic with my kids? And, I mean, so people play games and they do puzzles. And with the rise in the pandemic again and people paying really close attention to social distancing and wearing masks, I started to think, well, who who can you bring into your house? Well, you could bring me in a book into your house. And especially if I dressed up in a costume and read to a family, over a holiday or for a birthday party or something like that. And for me, it's the gift of the book and the story. Um, But hopefully for those who are there, not only do they get to hear the story, but they get to talk to the author and they get to ask questions. And then later they get a whole new topic to talk about and share together. And then they can read the book again together and they can, Different people can play different roles. So the books are designed to let people use different voices, different pitches, different tones. So the idea of doing this is a pandemic-related solution to help kids and families find creative ways to deal with this time and this social isolation. So bring an author home bring a book home.
0: I love that. It's so cool. Especially it'd be different because, you know, you bring in somebody else who uh, they, you know, it introduces them to your books. It introduces them to the, the author and the reader as a reader. And I I just think it's cool. I think it's a neat thing. So kudos to you on that. One one one
1: of the times I did it, by the way, you know, I usually expect it just to be kids, but one of the times the mothers, the mother was there and she's like, oh, can I answer the questions too? Can I, like I that. participate? I'm sure. I mean, the more the merrier. That's it's
0: great. All, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> that's so cool. And, and I'll have links to that page in my show notes. But I, I got to ask you, about, I mean, if, um, Karen, where would you send someone who wants to connect and learn more before we finish up?
1: Well, I have a website, which is www.com karengrosseducation.com but the books are available in bookstores everywhere in your usual places that you go Um, and I tell people that there's a contact form on my website and people can reach out to me I I really do respond I respond personally to everybody Um, so I encourage people if they just want to reach out or share what they think about a story or want to suggest an idea for the next quest, they can do that.
0: That is very cool. And I'll make sure that that uh, link, link is in the show notes so they can find that easily. And I have one last question for you, Karen, which I, I want to ask you. And it goes like this. What advice would you give to a teacher about encouraging children to read? I mean, what, what thoughts do you have about that?
1: This may not be popular, but if I were a teacher, I'd let kids read Anything, as long as as it's decent, that interests them. So if they want to read books about construction vehicles or they want to read books about motorcycles or they want to read books or magazines about sports, let them read what engages them. Because at the end of the day, you're reading. It doesn't matter what you're reading. It matters that you're reading. And so we we get very particular that you got to read this book or you got to read that book or you got to read a famous book or you got to read literature that's known. I would say let kids read whatever they want to read because the likelihood is that if they're reading something about something they care about, they won't even notice that They're engaged in reading right away. And then when you point it out, they'll say, well, I want more of that. I want more books on sports, or I want more books on motorcycles, or I want a manual on how to fix light bulbs or something. Whatever it is, you can read about it. And so for me, the recommendation I would give is let kids read what they
0: care about. I love that answer. Love it. Karen, thank you so much for sharing Lady Lucy's Morgan Horse Quest. I love the story and the friendship between the characters and looking forward to the next chapter. Wishing you the best in all you do.
1: Thank you. Nice to be with you as always. So I figure we can keep this going. As long as you keep going, I'm happy to join you and your listeners.
0: Thank you. Most definitely we'll keep that going. So I love that. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.